Welcome to this week's podcast, Jamie Patch, good old pal of ours. Welcome, Jane. Hello. Nice to see you both. Yeah, thanks for sparing the time, Jane. Um, no worries. We better get crack on because I think we've got a lot to get through. <laughs> <laughs> it's only six sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, we're playing. Well, I'll start with the playing because I don't think, probably in this generation, they don't understand where I played. I'm probably more known as a manager than I was a player. Um, started it um, very wood school, um, where I initially, and this is a bit of historic knowledge that not many people know, I originally got, my name is Jeff, technically, and um, just playing in the playground at Marywood Grammar, um, starting to score a few goals. How it happened, I don't know. I got the tag of Jammy. <laughs> <laughs> and from there on in, from Marywood, I went through with my best mate, um, Dave Bolton. Uh, he, he was uh, up Eagle House at the time. Uh, asked me to come up and uh, have a kick around in this, that and the other. And that really was the start of my career. I, uh, I played right up to 16 year of age at Eagle House. Uh, Trevor up there, Nilly Durbin uh, was part and parcel of that. I knew the McCarthy's, which as a youngster going downtown on a Saturday night was useful, trust me. <laughs> you could almost go there with confidence that if anybody sat on you, the boys were looking after you sort of thing. So that was my bedding into sort of junior football at the time. Um, that elapsed, obviously. But that was 16. proper football, wasn't it? Oh, then as well. It was... Eagle House and places yeah. like that. It was Federation know. of Boys Club town. Um, we used to change at Eagle House. We used to walk all the way up Throgmorton Road uh, to Philwood. Yeah. Uh, we'd play our game of football go back to the club, walk back, filthy dirty, all the way down the streets. But it was proper youth football, you know, and uh, what elapsed from there, what um, come on from that point is, I was nominated to play for Bristol Federation of Boys Clubs, which I, I proved to be quite successful at that, which led on to me being invited for England trials at uh, Lillishaw, the old um, England training ground. So me and a guy called Johnny Wedlock, who was a big centre-half, were the ones selected from Bristol. We went up there and they sat us down and they, a big group of us there, and they said, look, there's going to be trial games. We can't promise anybody anything, uh, but it'll all be assessed on the trial games that we see over the weekend. Right, that's fine. So we all stayed in the hotel, got ready, went out in, into, the, into the playing fields. Um, I scored a hat-trick in the first trial match and I didn't play any more after that for the whole weekend. Well, they seen enough? Sorry? they seen enough? they seen enough. I was in. <laughs> so I think they scored a hat-trick. Unbelievable. But, but the, the biggest, biggest thing I remember of that weekend, obviously, it was the, the fact that I got chosen to play for England uh, youth clubs, was the fact that we actually came face-to-face -face with Nigel Clough and Peter Taylor who came in, done a little pep talk uh, about their careers and what we expect out of people and this, that and the other. And they were so surreal, it was untrue. And even, you know, I'm 16, 17 years of age, and that sticks in my mind yeah. from, from that day forward. 
So I went on and I played. You didn't uh, say Nigel earlier, did you? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Brian. You didn't say yeah. Nigel earlier. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian, sorry, <laughs> sorry, young man. <laughs> young man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we ended up playing it. It was like a round robin, um, four nations. Yeah. So I played four internationals. Ended up top scorer, six goals in the four internationals. Got myself a cap and a shirt to keep Brilliant. for a memory, yeah. and that sort of set me on the on the way. Then really, uh, as I came back from that weekend, literally within a week, Trowbridge Town had come in for me. Um, manager at the time was Johnny Petts. How old are you now, Jane? This time, that's a bit you rude. Don't, yeah. that's a bit rude. <laughs> How dare you? That's a bit rude. Don't that's you? boys' club straight into men's football. Straight. So well, yes, yeah. So I was federation of boys' clubs. My first ever episode at uh, adult football, if you want to call it that, was Trowbridge Town in the Southern League. So, so again, how would you? Re- how old were you then? Probably I was 17, 18 right. when I went. Look, I just I went to boys' club, but we were like 14, 15. I thought, blimmin' hell. Yeah, it stopped, at, six, it stopped yeah. at sixteen. So I would say that I went down there probably for again. They they, they invited me down. Uh, I sat on the bench for the first friendly. It was actually against Bob Boyd's my dad at the time. Right. So he said, right, uh, Jamie. Uh, Still stick in the name. No, 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 I was, I was jammy when I went down there. <laughs> so uh, he said, right, Jamie, um, get yourself ready, mate. Uh, we'll have a look at you. Literally, and this is no coincidence, within my second or third touch of the ball, I scored. And it was a sort of... my. My lifelong friend, and I will say that now at this stage, Bob Perrot. Yeah. He, he joined me down there at the same time, and that's we got so close it was untrue. Yeah. And we went everywhere together, and we always had that rapport on a football pitch where he had a lovely left leg, yeah. and he'd always knock it into the right areas, not picking himself up. But I was fairly quick at the time, and it was just released, and it it went from. It could not have gone any better for my debut, and from there on in, they sat me down. Uh, I signed a contract, um, a two-year contract at the time, three pound a week. Three pound a week. That was for two nights training, and travelling all over the country <laughs> on the Saturday. One particular Saturday, we were playing Ashford in Kent, oh. and it, I think it was it was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Day or something like that. Bob Perrot picked me up at 5.30 in the morning from my mum's. We got back to my mum's at four o'clock the next morning. And that was three pound a week. Relatively, you know. Overpaid? <laughs> relatively overpaid, <laughs> yeah. Because we bloody lost the game as well. <laughs> but no, it was, it was just the experience. I always wanted to play uh, the highest I possibly could, yeah. you know, and that gave me a great standing, I've got to say, respect for John Petts so much. He stuck with me, he believed in me, but he managed me in the right way. Now, he eventually went and then the the playing centre half at the time, Terry Rose, he stepped into his boots. And again, we got to a stage where we used to pick him up on the way through Bath, through Trowbridge and this, that and the other. And uh, I just had a rapport with him as well. That went on for another two years. I've got to say, Probably looking back, that footing in adult football was probably my most enjoyable. Um, I mean, 
Christine was following me, mum and dad were coming down, and it, I was just growing into football. And then something went wrong, and I think Terry lost a job eventually. So Glastonbury, Glastonbury was my next port of call. But in saying that, when, when you were playing, James, for, for them, Tobers then, there was suddenly football league, wasn't it? Oh, it's it 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 no conference now. Yeah, exactly. That's you what know? I'm saying. So it's a very, very good standard. Yeah. You know, and there was a few sort of scouts. That, you know, scout, uh, uh, there was talk of Arsenal coming in for me and this that. It never happened, but yeah. you know, you got to be right time, right place, haven't yeah. you? Simple as that. So Glastonbury was very, very enjoyable. Uh, Dave Noak, I think Meach mentioned Dave, and then uh, a guy called. Peter Thomas, ex-Cardiff City player, took over. And the lads I played with down there were absolutely unbelievable. Steve Tregrell Steve came down with me. Obviously, Meech, we, we picked Meech up from his, his dad's flat every time. And uh, Callaway, Colin Callaway, oh, yeah. Vic Barney, you know, Paul Randall, yeah. Gary Lewis, you know, goalkeeper. And we had a we had a really really good so sort of two or three seasons. Steve Trigel was a player then. He went always oh, a physio. No, he was a player, mate. I know. Did you? He, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in there. Not much. Not much of a player. Mate. He was one of those left footers that could only kick it about ten foot. <laughs> but yeah, but he loved his football. Fair play to him, and he obviously went into physio yeah, after that. I know he listened. So that's yeah, yeah. It, it was, and we had great times, mate. We, yeah. it, you know, you can't knock it. And uh, I probably had four seasons down at Glastonbury and enjoyed every moment of it. Callaway, I used to meet Callaway in the Black Lion pub. On so the you and him up top. Yeah. And I played a bit wider then because Paul Randall started to come in oh, into yeah. the mix, and he was prolific at the time, I've got to say, and obviously went on to went on to better things. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, again I took what I learned at Trowbridge and made me a better player when I went to Glastonbury. You know, or yes, it was a step down, but I didn't deem it as being a step down. I just took the experience that I had at Trowbridge, and yeah, done very very well. Um, one one episode there. This is now this is grassroots football for you. So on one occasion on Saturday afternoon, I slid in. I scored at the back post. Uh, defender stamps on me thigh, stud right through my thigh. Absolutely fleshed, hanging out all over the place. I said, Oh my Christ! I forgot. I don't want to go hospital really. And I want to have a beer after. So there was a doctor in the crowd. So the doctor turns around and says, uh, oh, man, I know I know a little I know a nurse who will sort that out for you. Oh, thanks ever so much, mate. Takes me in his car, two streets down, takes me in, nurse says, um, Oh, what have we done here then? What have we done? I said, Oh, it's a stud, you know, just gone straight through. Don't worry, I'll sort that out for you. So she starts turning around and she starts getting this bloody needle out. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying, what, what are you doing? He said, well, I'd just, you know, just bite your tongue. And I, you know. Point the pillow. <laughs> first Point the pillow. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not giving you... She stitched it, no anaesthetic. Uh, she cleaned it all out, don't yeah. get me wrong. She stitched it, no anaesthetic. I thought, oh, and when it was all over, I was sweating like a <laughs> I got this guy take me back to the pub. The pub used to be at the bottom of the lane. We we played on the old uh, Abbey Ground, just down from the tour, and the, the clubhouse was the the pub on the corner. 
So I get to the, get to the pub, have a few beers, you know how it goes. Uh, goes into the night, and uh, Colin's waiting for me. He said, "When you're ready to go?" I said, "Yeah, I'm ready to go now. It's fine. It's fine. No, can't. Be. Of course, a couple of bites. You ain't feeling nothing, are you?" No. <laughs> I get home. Christine, Christine, where have you been? You're late. I said, "Oh, yeah, I had an injury, and I get this, uh, this, that, and the other." Oh, still managed to go for a drink now. Well, it, it's helped. It helped. Of course. I'm going out. All of a sudden, it starts coming back, doesn't it? My God. Honestly, I've never been in so much pain. It was incredible. But that was the way it was done. You know? Nowadays. You get sepsis or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so. The way that you go down now, the broken eye pressure, oh, yeah. chipped toe now, exactly. yeah. unbelievable. And ironically, moving forward, when I went when I went to Clevedon, Bournemouth Reserves were in the Western League at the time, and I had exactly the same thing, but on my instep, I kicked somebody's uh, underneath the boot. So did you go from Glastonbury to Clevedon? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, long story short, I had exactly the same episode at Bournemouth, but they had a qualified um, physiotherapist who said come to our come to our home changing room I'll sort it for you I'm thinking because he's proper he's going to give me an anaesthetic no just stitched it again and I get back on the coach everything all right yeah it's fine it's fine half hour half hour half hour down the road he's like coming out with boots I'm surprised Steve Trigal never stitched <laughs> Yeah, so it was Clevedon, uh, Ray Mabbott, yeah. um, great guy, great guy. I got to know him very, very well during my time there. Uh, almost to a family thing where he invited us up for birthday parties and this, that and the other. And such a gentle man. He was, he was wonderful to play with. And I'd probably had my most successful scoring. Was he playing manager? No. No. Just managers, yeah. And then uh, he went on, and uh, who's that? Oh, Derek Robbins took over. So Derek, obviously, I was familiar with Derek, and we had that. This was the start of when we go on to the Brisbane setup and all that. This is the start when we start to merge with Brian Perry and Bob Perrett, yeah. uh, Gary Mockridge, Phil Brake. Dars and all that sort of that's where we gelled that's where that's where our familiarity so when you went to Glassbury and Clevedon Bobby P and Bobby Perrett and that Bobby Perrett was having trials for the city at the time uh, yeah um, Gary was playing elsewhere and Brian Perry was the one that was there and that's where we we started to merge all the boys together yeah now at the end of that sequence Derek had to cut the budget so he basically released me and I went to Magnetsfield uh, with Clivey and Ralph Miller. <laughs> and, you know, I, I will stand up, God bless him, he's gone now, but Ralph knew more about football than people give him credit yeah. for. Clive is one of the best people I have ever met yeah. and played for and socialised with. He was an absolute gem. Yeah. And they got tagged with the wrong... They, you know. they were so loud though, weren't they? They I were, think was they were, were, but you know, yeah. that, that, and it was intimidating for opponents of theirs. Oh, it? without you know, a shadow of doubt. That, yeah. I played a few games under him. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> but he was, yeah, it was, 
It was an experience to say the least. Yeah, but you, you, yeah. like you said, you do, you dear Clivey from three miles away, you, you know, and they, yeah, yeah. But, but characters, oh. proper character. Roth, Roth hung me out once when I was at Bath, and I never played on the Saturday. They had a game on the Sunday, Mangotsfield. Yeah. So he phoned me up. He said, "What game tomorrow?" I said, "Nah, I'm, I want a beer now." <laughs> going out now around six o'clock. Yeah. I said, "Come on, give me a tenner." <laughs> <laughs> and it was only summer down Lisgard or something. Oh, come on, I said, well, "I'm on a contract." Well, I said, "I'm a full stay, man. You'll be all right." You know, he's timbering down. I was on the rock, but it's like that when he's straight down the phone. Oh, he, he didn't mention his words. No, that's, that's, uh, that's a fact. But uh, yeah, probably a year and a half there, and then I went back to Clevedon. Mm. I went back to Clevedon. Um, initially. Uh, to play, I then unfortunately severed my cruciate ligament, um, and in the day, cruciate ligaments weren't even known. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened here, and this is me being or so naive at the time. I got taken all, all I did, I, I just knocked the ball past, and I, tr- I sprinted past this guy, and it's just gone from underneath me. No contact, nothing at all. Two weeks later, I've still not seen anybody, but it, my leg was sort of half cocked. And Chris said, uh, you've got to go and do something about that. I was still going to work. I was limping to work. And this, that, you know. Anyway, so eventually she took me up to the hospital and we had it examined. They kept me in that same night. They said, look, we got to operate. What had happened, I'd severed the cruciate ligament, but it had lodged itself in my cartilage. So I wake up the next morning and uh, the surgeon comes around and said, Oh, right, right, we've managed to sort it out. I said, Oh, thank God for that. What was it? She said, He said, um, Well, it was a cruciate ligament, which is a major injury. But, um, we managed to release it from the cartilage. I said, Well, have you repaired the, the cruciate? Oh, no, no, we don't, we don't repair cruciates. And this is way back when, yeah. you know, yeah. now it's common knowledge, isn't it? Yeah. So, 18 months of physiotherapy at the BRI. I got back playing, got back playing for Cleveland again, until we went down to Yeovil for the semi-final of the Somerset Professional Cup. <coughs> and all I did, I just just a one, two, three up, get a header, come down, just went for me again. And I, I'd worked so hard on trying, and all the physio is just building muscles around me. And uh, that was it, so couldn't play anymore. Or, I'll st- I'll, yeah, I'll say that now, couldn't play anymore. So uh, I had a look at I went back to Clevedon and said that there was an opportunity to who's run there. Who's manager now? Dave Stone. Oh, he's still there? Right, yeah. OK. Uh, so I said, look, um, I, was, I want to stay involved. He said, well, why don't you try and pick up the reserves and, you know, get, your, get a little bit of management into it. So I did exactly that. What he ended up doing is enjoying it so much that I took it on for for blast, and this is where the, the likes of Brian Perry and I used to, I, I started to pull a few of my old contacts in. We were playing Somerset Senior League One, mm. something like that, and it was it was a fact of you know how it goes to tone. You, if you have a reserve side, you have a first team. Not very often do those two teams gel. Yeah. You, you probably know that from your own experience, Dave. Um, so, and, that, and that's what that's what happened there a little bit. We sort of split away, but we enjoyed our side of it. Dave was enjoying his side of it, and eventually we we almost got standalone teams. There was integration to a certain 
certain degree. But I was pulling in players that at the time were probably better than what the first teamers were, but they enjoyed what they were doing. And you never guess this, but Jeff Merrick signed on for me. Right. He'd just finished playing for the city. And he, you know, I knew him through the building trade anyway. So I had a chat with him and I said, look, you know, do you want to play? He said, of course I want to play. I said, look, I do take it a little bit serious, but you know, don't forgive me if I sort of kick off. He said, no worries whatsoever, mate. He said, I want it done the best you can possibly do it. And honestly, so Dave, he was a gem in the dressing room. Yeah, he, he kind of buffed, didn't he? Did he? He could yeah. go down with that. But his, his attitude, his, yeah. his approach to football, you know, even apologising out of time for doing something wrong, you know, yeah. in front of all the other all the other players in that dressing room, it, it doesn't have help. Yeah. You know? And you need that little, sometimes you need that voice, don't you? Mm. At the same level as where you're trying to tell everybody else to go. So we went on and we won the league, we won the, we won the cup. And then at the end of that period, obviously I, I wasn't playing at the minute, albeit I used to put myself on the bench. I went in goal sometimes and this, that and the other. So then at the end of that season, uh, Steve Darcy came down and uh, approached me. And God bless his soul, he's, you know, obviously he's passed now, but uh, he just asked me, Jamie, he said, we've got a project going up in Briz. Um, are you interested? And at the time, I I sort of cut my teeth in management at that level, although it was only at that level, I knew what I wanted to get out yeah. of football. And um, I went down. I I said, look, Steve, give me give me a couple of weeks, so I'll, I'll give you a call. And uh, he said, Jamie, he said, you will not regret this moment. And to this day, that conversation is the best conversation and it made for the best decade of football that I could possibly even imagine. Yeah. And I went up, I did, I, I phoned him, I accepted, we had a pre-season and uh, at the time, you we, you both know Briz, uh, it was just a field. Yeah. We changed in the cricket club, we didn't have a club and I said, you know, what's the plans? I said, don't worry about the plans. They had a committee out there like nowhere else. They had a Colin Arnold, they had Dave Bishop, Pete Bishop, Frank Durbin, the lot, Frank Bishop. And it was their life. Alan Stone. Alan yeah. Stone, he was an absolute gem. And they almost lived it. You, you got there at 9 o'clock any morning, they were at their breakfast. Yeah. And, and that was the start. And I said, to, I said to Steve, where, where, do, where do we want to take this? He said, we'll take it as far as it wants to, it wants to go. And he was learned, learned an awful lot of Steve Doris. Yeah. He'd already, he'd obviously already managed. He's a good it. player as well. Mike. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was a yeah, good player. Yeah. Solid. Um, he'd managed it through. He wanted the challenge, um, although it was coming down. We were, we were Somerset senior lower half. Um, and we took it on, and I think we won, I've listed the trophies there, but we won the Somerset Senior Cup four years on the trot. Mm. We won the Somerset Professional Cup uh, the first year that we went into the Western League. Mm. So we, we won the Division One. The first season that we went into the Premier League, uh, we beat Magnusfeld. I, I played then. I played tonight. I think you did. I think you put me on. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, just just a joyous occasion. It was almost the epitome of what all those guys wanted to was see. Paul Bishop there to start as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was chairman. When we he were was. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, going back to that uh, final, but we beat we beat Mansfield on penalties in the end. He ran on like the guy from Wimbledon did at Wembley. <laughs> he was all right there, there, and just it was just wonderful to see that emotion just all come out as a, you know. And from there on in, we we competed uh, with no money in the and, I, and quite honestly, hand on heart, no money. We used to give him a, a beer or so after and this that and the other. Christine, God bless her. Used to set up the kitchen and do all the food after, and I think on one occasion she done thirty roast dinners. Yeah, in a <laughs> yeah, it's proper, it, yeah. It was, and uh, yeah, it just made it somewhat special. Yeah. And you know, I've got a list of names here that is phenomenal uh, for the level we played at, and don't ask me who was the best player that I, I ever managed because it would be disrespectful to all of that list. Because it's not only the most talented, it's the inner that they've got and the professionalism and the desire and the commitment to do what I wanted them to do. I think, I, I think as well, you know, you, you've just said about those people behind the scenes, that, that's so important. Oh, it's a quarter of the football Of course it is. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've said, you know, me grew up in Clandown, Amy, Robson, yeah. Irish and all that, you know, you've got to have that core of people and I'm not sure the younger generation will want to do the bits and pieces that those people yeah, are just mentioned. things around a club, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And they, like you said, Jim, I know most of them what you said and you could see it all the time in, and I think that relayed on the pitch, you wanted to please uh, them, you it, know, because you've seen them in the corner of the it ground. Breeds, it, it breeds the right atmosphere, yeah. you know, it gave me Obviously, Doris went to America and uh, left me left me in charge, and it sort of drove me not only to achieve what Doris had set off, but to achieve what these guys wanted. Yeah. And when I go back, and it was just a field, literally, it was just a field. We built that stadium. Yeah. And I say we, that is players, committee, sponsors needed, but. All of the labour, I'm telling you now, I'll, I'll revert back to this one morning, we had nearly 30 players, staff, committee members building the new stand, the stand that was being there, Scads being a screener, he was there pouring all the concrete. We got out there at 8 o'clock in the morning, this is a match day, Mike, this is a match day. We've got all the team up there, all the committee up there, and it was just, it was just a gang of workers. Christine went up there and cooked lunch. We all stopped at 12 o'clock, sat down, had a, had a bite to eat, had a drink. All of those players played in the afternoon. Yeah. And one. And one. And one. I went in the bar and left there at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. Different class. Yeah. Absolutely different class. And, you know, where I say um, we start off with the local lads, if you want to, you want to call it that, but yeah, I call them local lads because I've got when I when I revert back to Blackwell, I went a bit further afield because it allowed me to search another market, where um, with 
it started off with the likes of Steve Strong, for instance, you yeah. know, great player, it's just solid as you like. Yeah. Uh, Chris played league football, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Chris, Chris Allen played for Fries, but, you know, once he came there, a little naive, but such a diamond. You, and Andy Diamond. Yeah. What, yeah, a, what a sweet yeah. left pack. Come down, come down to Yugo. He did, he did, yeah. Come down to Yugo, didn't he? Ollie. Go. Oh, <laughs> I just run through you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you can. And I apologise to anybody listening if I don't oh, mention you. Yeah. It's going to be. I always do it, mate. <laughs> I always do it. Right. Keepers were uh, Ollis, Richard Ollis, Fred Pocock. Fred Pocock. One day we're 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 playing down Bishop Sutton. I don't know what went on, but he didn't like somebody. Oh. Now. You don't want to upset Fred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Fred don't like somebody. No. Then you're his best mate, and you you sort of. I, so I tried talking about him. He said, "No." Nah. He said, uh, "He's having it." <laughs> he ran the full length of the pitch. He was playing goal, and I don't know what happened up the other end, but he's run the full length of the pitch and just battered this kid. And I said, "What was all that?" He said, "No." Nah. He said so much to me. I said, "Right, if you if you feel like that, Fred, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but don't do it again, mate. You know that sort of stuff." But. Uh, yeah, and then later on, Nicky O, Andy Diamond, Marcus Maggs, Marcus Maggs. What, playing in goal? No, no, <laughs> no, no. We're into fullbacks yeah. now. Uh, Andy, Andy Diamond, obviously, and he is a diamond. I, he, such a nice kid. Uh, lost a child during when he was playing with me and affected him. So I was a sort of not a mentor as such, but they used to come to me with personal problems and yeah. um, I think that's because I made myself approachable rather than aloof, if you know what I mean. But uh, there are times when you've got to separate yourself as well, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've said previously, you know, there's lots of managers, there's lots of coaches, um, but there's not lots of coaches and managers. Yeah. And from my experience of working with you, playing with you, you know, you've you've got both. Yeah, you're one of those that can coach and yeah, and manage. I, I think the important thing with that is a how you talk to people, um, because respect is both ways. You know, if you want to get a respect for the, the footballer that is playing for you, they need to respect you, and the, you know, and you can shout and ball for as long as you like, but at some at certain levels. There's got to be a common sense to it, you know, and it's it's when you leave people out for well, your own your own reasons, you know what I mean? We had the guest in last week, didn't we? Mason Winters. He played at um, Melkshire, Melkshire, and he thought he was playing that day in a big Vols match or something. They were expecting two thousand supporters. He turns up. They got eighteen players in the changing room, and uh, he's been dropped, not been spoken to. The manager hasn't told him. He said not even on the bench, not told him. And he signed him only a few weeks ago from Lawrence Holder. No, it was his name Bags, Bags, Bags Badly, Bags, Bags or something like that. Yeah. But he said he phoned him after just to ask why, what's the reason? You know, I played well or yeah. been dropped. He didn't answer any of his calls. Yeah. Didn't even tell him. And that's you know one mean? thing I, yeah, I you, vowed. That's the one that's thing what I vowed. Said. Yeah. That's the one thing I vowed when I went into management that I would be honest, honest with people. All right, they may not agree with yeah. my, you know my choice or, but I think as a manager. You've got to go with your own convictions. You know, it's no point just going with the flow. 
because you know there's going to be times when that doesn't work. Well, you could have been you as brutal at times, eh, Jane? When, oh, I mean, well, I can yeah. remember your assistants when they said a few words. Richard, Richard, Mike Richardson, great lad, Mike, his assistant to Jamie. Jamie's gone on. Uh, you go first, Mike. Yeah. Mike said his spill at half time. Yeah. And Jamie had come in and said, "Thanks, Mike." Right, don't listen to a word of that. I'm going to tell his version of that. It wasn't quite. Oh, it wasn't quite yeah, as sharp as that. Iron, eh? Eggs are eggs, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's fair comment. That's fair comment. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the way I set out. And it's, since I've come out of football, or since I was in football, it's the way I work in work as well. You know, it's, you know I approach anybody and I'm honest to people. If it's bad news, it's bad news. Tell them, you it's, know. It's yeah. Rich Thomas. Treat people how you yeah. expect to be treated. Rich Thomas, lovely little left fullback. Got to the um, professional shield uh, final uh, down at Cleveland, down the Hound Stadium. It was. Uh, I pulled him outside and I said, Rich, I'm sorry, mate, but I'm leave you out today. Um, I'm going to put Phil Brake in. Caught me all the, all the seas under the sun. Uh, I said that it is my decision, mate. I, I, I stand by it and um, just get on with it. He said, "Well, yeah, all right, this, that, the other." Hey, long story short, we win the game. Who's the first person to come up to me? Rich Thomas. And that made him a man. He's he is man enough to say, "You got it right." Yeah. Now that's putting your neck on the line. To a certain degree. Um, do you give him a reason? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was more experience, you know. It was it was more a, a strength thing. Like Philip was still good, yeah, and uh, just solid. And it, I changed the shape on the day as well. But uh, as long as you give the, the practical yeah, reasons, exactly. um, the other one that comes to mind is um, Ken Airy. Oh. Um, loved the most gentle guy you will ever met. Um, wouldn't argue with him again, but he's a bit older. <coughs> so I was managing Cleveland at the time. So the, the previous game on the Tuesday night, uh, Jim Billings, um, big bruiser up front for me. Uh, Gentleman Jim there. Yeah, he was. Uh, he'd had a few problems at home. I won't go too far into that. Uh, so he didn't turn up for the previous game. And... Uh, we're down Cleveland and it was quite an important game and I knew Jim had to play but Jim turned up about three quarters an hour before the game and I hadn't named the team uh, in my wisdom in hindsight uh, I put Jim in and I left Ken out so I'm naming the team in the dressing room and uh, I said uh, Ken go on, the, uh, go on the bench to start with me uh, he said outside <laughs> and I am just, I am shaken I said well, I've got to do it because I, I went outside and I, said, I just explained it he said I won't I won't because it's, it's on mic but um, he didn't like me no. and um, I said look mate just get in get changed oh, I'm not getting changed I'm not going on the bench and this that and I said look mate it's one game I said you know you'll get you'll get a I'd go a bit later on. Anyway, no, he said, not doing it. Went in there and he sat, he just sat in the dressing room. I said, come on then, boys, let's get out and this time the other. Eventually, he trucks himself out, sits on the bench, and he sat the other. And I said, uh, half times when I said, look, 
Okay, and I said, it's, it's purely a football decision, there's nothing to do with it. No, no one talked to you. So we went, we won 2 now. Jim Billings scores a goal. Goes in the clubhouse, it's a deal on the old Tademouth Road um, yeah. stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice clubhouse down the side. He said, uh, Pachi, outside please. <laughs> and I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Who's with me? Who's with me? And he just put his hand out, shook my hand, said, Fair play to you. Yeah. And I took no credit for that. I took no, you know, I, I didn't accept it for an apology or anything like that. I said, Ken, let's just move on, mate. And it, it's, it's those sort of moments that. And he came back and he was tremendous. Yeah. You know, and it, it's just getting the right atmosphere or, you know... I, I think I you're consistent it. with it as well, that helps. Yeah, exactly it? that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be picking yeah. on the same person all the time, yeah. you know. And there were reasons for why I would do that, you know. And maybe that was in my mind only and nobody else could see it. But That's all that mind it matters, Jamie, if you're picking the team. Exactly that, yeah. And, you know, I... In a relative degree, I was quite successful with the did not all, not always right. No one's no one's always right, are they? But you 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 you, you manage and you got to make decisions, haven't you? Of course whether, you it's, whether it's work, whether it's football, you, and you've got exactly to make decisions. That. Yeah, and yeah. you know, as long as you're you're true to your beliefs and and you've got a reason behind it. Yeah, and you and you let them know, then it's it's not a problem, is it? Yeah, you know we we have. Phil Andrew on and I released him from Bath and yeah. you know it was mentioned wasn't it yeah but he yeah. accepted it didn't he and he, he yeah. looking back now he said it's probably the right decision yeah well, that's, that's in hindsight isn't it yeah yeah but going back to the lads it's a long list so I, I won't bore you with it but Marcus Maggs we called him mute um, he never never mm-hmm. uttered a word but really good young player yeah um, Gary Martin um, yeah. right full back I, I said this to him, so he won't he won't be uh, shocked by what I'm saying now. I told him at the time he probably wouldn't have got in any other Western League team, but he was the right fit. He was the right fit for a right fullback who had the right attitude. He got on well with it. He, he contributed to the atmosphere, and he done a steady job. You know, right fullbacks don't need to be outstanding, do they? They need to be good defenders and do a job for you. Then uh, you Mark Rose, Paddy McQuaid, good player, good solid player. Sean West, Paul Warrington, cool. little weasel, <laughs> weasel. And, and still is. <laughs> oh, he is. Every time I see him, great dress sense, am I? Hey, great dress oh, sense. Oh, we got he some clothes, that boy. He must get dressed in a charity shop at three in the morning. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. Lofty. Uh, Richard Bryant um, just come off of the city. I think he just come off the city, and he was uh, he gone up to one of the Cheltenham or Chippenham or something like that, and he, he just wanted to play local. He lived around the corner. Mm. Um, proved to be probably one of the better signings I made from a defensive perspective. Just was a good centre half. Yeah, went to my school when we were kids. Did he? Yeah, Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Decent bloke as well. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. The, not the, any of the others time. you've mentioned. Yeah, spent up a lot. Spent a long time in Brisbane, didn't he? Yeah, he in did. Yeah, yeah. Lee Gardner, very good footballer. Mm-hmm. Used to think he was Frank. Frank <laughs> Bauer at times. Uh, 
Steve Miles got a story to tell about Steve, but he was part and parcel of probably the most potent team that me and Darce put together. That was Stevie Miles, Richard George, Mark Hacker, yeah. and added to that, Andy Perrot. Yeah. I'm, kidding you not. I'm kidding you not. Andy Perrot is the only player that I've managed where if he was going through one-on-one with a keeper, I could look away and know that he'd score. Mm. Phenomenal. Yeah. At the level, you, you know. And he Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> Get in there, James. Get in there, James. <laughs> uh, and the, the one I'm going to mention now, you, you probably know, not, probably not from your countdown days, but the, a guy I signed from Peasdown, a guy called Lee Gold. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely time, silky. Yeah. He was Decent. silky. Lovely kid. Got to be best mates with our Craig at the time. Yeah. Um, and it just going on to the boys it it was useful to add the boys because they then linked with their generation yeah. especially when it turned over a little bit you know and you don't run out of ideas but you know that the good players that I knew at that earlier stage were starting to drain out and the boys had contacts and you know just what we were doing at the club was enough to attract them you know it didn't need money it didn't need money they just wanted to enjoy their football so, so go was Lee better at cricket getting players in for you well that could be the one yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll say that Lee, Lee, Lee was better than Craig at pulling players in yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but going back going back to the Lee Gould thing I coached him at Timsbury when he was a kid. Did you really? Yeah. Because we were brought up in the same village as yeah. I was brought up. So, you know, yeah. I, I knew him and he was... When he yeah, did, did he play for a peace thing too? Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, was, was but so yeah. the, the Gould family, yeah. you know, yeah. from from Tony and Barry down through yeah. Lee and Dennis and all of them, oh, oh. The, the footballing family. It but was. He, he, he was, yeah, good. And I'm, I reckon I chased him for about two seasons. Yeah. We used to play against him, obviously, for Briz and Somerset Senior. And we played peace down every time when you know I, I'd have a little word. I, have a little word. <laughs> I, managed, I managed to invite him to have a drink with me uh, at the Globe, just on the Bath Road there. And I must have stayed there three hours, just talking to him, just trying to persuade. Did he fall asleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was calling the end. Yeah. Uh, he, he woke up to type the form. <laughs> so, honestly, I, I just rated him so highly, and he didn't disappoint. He no. was just so silky, it was untrue. No. Um, uh, Nathan Brown, another one, you know. Go for a brick wall for uh, you, wouldn't he? Oh, wouldn't he ever, yeah. John Porter. Cool. Gentleman. gentleman. Honestly, an absolute gentleman off the pitch. All of a sudden, he puts that shirt on. Mate. He's cool. Wasn't he tough, Dave? Yeah, yeah, he was tough. Yeah. yeah. Rich Thomas, Spen- Spenny Thomas, Scads, Jim Billings, Ken Airy, Hazel. You know about Hazel? <laughs> he, I seen him the other day down the gym. Going in, ain't you, Jim? Going in. Yeah, yeah. He said, "At least they give you a week's notice." <laughs> he said, "He said they only give me half hour." <laughs> Uh, Sean Penny. Yeah, great yeah. player. Yeah. Sean, Sean was there. I forgot he played it first. Yeah. yeah. Sean was there at the end 
of my first reign. Uh, and when I took over Backwell, he came down there as my assistant. Yeah. But again, as a footballer, he's still on it. You know. He's one of the best I play with, Sean. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Really clever footballer. Got I got a guy called Payne here. Right Payne. <laughs> got the yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you are in bold, Dave. So involved. In bold. In bold. In bold on my uh, <laughs> yeah. Which means something significantly. Right. Nigel Gillard. Yeah. Never ended, didn't he? Yeah. Still, Still playing, playing now, yeah. Still playing, isn't he? Think so, yeah. yeah. Mark Sullivan. Yeah. Great, strong centre midfield player. Bradley Ames. Mm. One of your boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how long did you do with your first stint? 13. 13 years. That's 13 a good old stint, mind you, yeah. isn't it? 13 years. Obviously, we had the episode, uh, yeah. and fair play to you, Tom, for inviting me in and telling me. Yeah. It, I, w I would have wanted to know anyway. Yeah. Um, but it almost encouraged me to go back in. Yeah. Not to prove anybody wrong whatsoever, really, but I still had that little bit of hunger with me. Yeah, of course. And in hindsight, it probably done me a little bit of good to go to another club, and that was Backwell at the time. Yeah. Um, Again, a lot of similarities between the two clubs. Yeah. You know, Briz would take overtake anybody, and I, I'll never de deny that. But even back while they made you so welcome, it was a, a little click down there. Um, but all they wanted to do was help. Yeah. You know, and we managed to get uh, a fair bit of sponsorship down there and attract some very good players down there. Um, you know, a lot of the boys from Briz ultimately come down. Um, Can I just stop you there, Gene? Yeah. For, for, for our listeners that are, are there, I I was in the unenviable position of being offered the Brislington job while Jamie was still manager at Brislington um, by 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 the chairman. Jamie had got me in doing a little bit. Of, well, I played a few games and, and doing a bit of coaching, and it was one of those. Um, like I said, unenviable situations where where you've been offered a job and um, yeah, it was all done a bit yeah, yeah it was. dark. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, but I, I I suppose in some ways I I always felt a little bit guilty because because I took it I took the job and but it was your club yeah I get it I get it um, and you know. And in the end, Mike Richardson sat me. <laughs> there you go then. And got Badger Webb. <laughs> and that had already been done before he'd sat me. Yeah, so but so you, you know now why I ignored Mike in the dressing room then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It happens. And, and, and the thing about football is, whatever level you're at, there was always somebody that would take your job. Of course. Yeah. Always, somebody wants the job, or somebody can do it better, or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, you know, and you know, you know, for a while that at the time, I was gutted, obviously, because yeah. it, you know, not for the effort I put in, it was the effort that everybody put yeah. in, and it was a transitional period where the club maybe was going in a different direction. Yeah. Now, that that hurt my relationship with the core, and the core was obviously Mike. Mike Bobby Perra yeah. and whoever was there at the time making those decisions and I'll say it to this day I, I, I sort of fell out with them a little bit not 
not out of friendship as such, but... But it was led by Jeff Hobbs, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. naming names, you know, yeah. Jeff Hobbs was, was the money one that wanted He it. was putting money in, that's yeah. right, exactly. Um, but, you know, that when all said and done, it done me a favour, because I, yeah. I went out there with a breath of fresh air, with new ideas, a different club, you know, in a different environment. But even, even that challenge spurred me on to want to to want to even do better than I did at Briz. Mm. You know, I knew, I knew I wouldn't be as integral within the club as I was at Briz because I was there right at the outset and, uh, and I'd seen it grow. Uh, that was already up and running to a certain degree and needed a complete revamp on the football inside. Yeah. But uh, I managed to pull that round as well, which was, we'll, we'll go on to that, but that gave me some, one of the best moments in my football career. Yeah. And, uh, not only beating Briz when we played them in this that, and the other, but it's not that. It wasn't a revenge thing. It was another venture where, like I say, it opened up another field for me. It opened up the Western area for me. Mm -hmm. You know, there, and trust me, there were some very, very good players down in and around that area, which probably I couldn't have drawn up to bring for Briz. Yeah. You know, so uh, just finishing off with Briz boys. Obviously, Mark Byrne, absolute character, great to have in your squad and a bit of a beast up front. He, he's done brilliant for me. Darren Paul, utmost respect, and fair play to him. Uh, I listened to him on, on air, and I couldn't have, I could not have seen that kid had I not tried as hard as I did. He, he was so easy to walk away. Darren? Darren, yeah. Because he was, he was down back all the time. And every time I, I phone him, he said, no, yeah, no, I'll come training, Jane. I'll come <laughs> yeah. training. Honestly, I'll be there. I'll be there. So I'm there. Uh, right. I passed seven. No, Darren. Where is he? No, we'll leave it. No, I'll be, I'll be there Thursday then, Jay. <laughs> and it went, this went on and went on and went on. And it, eventually he came up and fair play. I, I love the kid to death. He's, um, and what a talented footballer, you know, in his own way. Jay Lucas, uh, same, just brings life to everything, you know, and it's, you need a mix in the dressing room, and I, I honestly believe that lads like Lucas, uh, who are bubbly and, you know... He's always got half a smile on his face, Jay. Yeah, he is. He's infectious, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's infectious. He's there all the time, isn't he? He's there all the time. Even the way he runs, it's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> on his tippy toes, isn't it? And obviously Lee and Craig, um, you know, a little bit, and people um, sort of argued that it was nepotism and this, that, and it was not. You know, Craig uh, and Lee were both chosen on their merits. Mm. Uh, in fact, I was probably harder on those two uh, than I was on anybody else. And if they, you know, if they were not playing well, they wouldn't play. Simple as that. But like I say, with them being involved at that level of football at that time, it opened up other fields for me. And I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go on to the lads that, more than likely, Craig almost brought to us with his infection. But Lee brought more players in than Craig. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. 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 Well done, Lee. <laughs> uh, right. So we're on to this year. How long have we got? <laughs> you carry on. The, light, the lights are going. The lights are going. Why are the lights flashing? Why are the lights flashing? It's a kerosene now. It's a kerosene now. Right. 
No, so off the pitch. Off the pitch at Brisington. Dave Gordon. Uh -huh. Yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> Right. Dave's my cousin, obviously. Uh, and what a character to have. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. different level. And he brought everything to the dressing room. You know, yes, he trained to do the physio and, and all that sort of thing. But he was worth a player in the dressing room. And all the lads left, Dave. Oh. And some of the cracks he'd come up with, you know, he, he, he'd go on and uh, he'd add it into all the players that um, go down, go down, go down. And he, he'd go on and he'd sort of uh, do this, that, and the other. He'd come off laughing his head off. He said, That's a winker. <laughs> I said, What do you mean? That's a winker. He said, All the lads know that if you want to waste a bit of time, I go on there and they give me the winker. <laughs> So going back, I've got to go through this one because going to court with Stevie Miles. Stevie Miles, we played against Hainsbury in the FA Vols. Come off, one, two, one. We're gone into the dressing rooms. All of a sudden, there's this fracas behind. Miles is whacked this kitty, broke his jaw. So uh, we come in, we, we sort of try to ignore it a little bit. Next to him, it's knock on the, knock on the dressing room door. Police, they've called the police. It went, it went right to Crown Court um, and uh, well, aggra aggravated assault he was, he was done for and uh, he said, Jamie said, um, do you mind representing me? I said, well yeah, let's get our stories right. Well, we had an ex-copper ex on the committee at the time, so we all sat around together and got all of our stories right and this thing, you know. Anyway, it, it, long story short, it goes to Crown Court. Uh, and it was, it was the decision after the initial hearing was that the the prosecutor was going to go in the day before us, and then we would defend the day after, and then a decision would be made. And he was he was going to go he was going to be found guilty. We all we all said, oh, we, we turned the other way. We didn't see anything. This that, and the other. The other kitty from Amesbury didn't turn up for his trial. Oh, so we go there the next day. You're free. Luckiest man, luckiest man. Right, yeah, I wonder why he didn't turn up. I don't know. I, don't I suppose you don't get nothing out of it, really, does he? Well, you know, he, he'd probably get compensation in this and the other. But you know, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a testing time for me. You know, I yeah. get in the dock and you know, say certain things that yeah. uh, probably I twisted the truth a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's, it was scary. Yeah, but, yeah. So Backwell, Sean, Sean came down as my assistant. Uh, so Ryan King, uh, probably one of the first signings I made. I was chasing him for Brazil, he wouldn't come up. He was quality. Yeah, good player. Uh, Bloomfield, left, tall left footed player. Uh, he's now um, BMX, BMX coach. coach yeah. He went to the Olympics mm. and they won gold and silver, I think, something like that. Mm. Um, Mark Selway, <laughs> Chris Selway's son. Keeper. And then we had we had the Western crew: uh, Brett Greedy, um, Carl Madge, Graham Cheeseman, Carl Bagley, and I never knew of them before. Yeah. Again, Craig befriended all of those, and Bagley became one of his best friends in the end. But it was it was just dragging in different yeah. different players yeah. with different attributes and. Uh, it was obviously in, common, in combination with a lot of the bridge lads that came with me. It gave me a very, very strong side. 
And I don't think for the five years we were there, I don't think we were out in the top six. Mm. But it culminated in the FA run, FA Vars run that we had. But there's a team spirit behind it, all of it, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It? You know, the Burlington And they loved it, you know. The back. Gordy would come up, come up with a, a, a task like, you come half shaved, so half your, half your face would be a beard and the other one. And it's stupid things like that, but it gelled us, it gelled us. And uh, I've got to tell you the story. We, we got to the last 32 of the FA Vols and we had Lowestoft, who were probably two levels above us at the time, and about third or fourth in their league. Uh, so we had a bit home, drew nil-nil, so the replay was the following weekend. In between that, we were supposed to be playing Manor Farm in the league. Uh, and I said, to, I said to John Mason, who was the level of rope down there, he said, uh, I said, to be fair, John, I could do with game being off, in all fairness, because we, we didn't have a squad to go to lowest off the following week. So he said, right, Jane, leave it with me and my son. <laughs> leave it with me and my son. Right. <laughs> the tractor it. got stuck in the middle tractor. of the road, so, in the middle of the pitch. You can't see this, so listeners, but he has pulled out a picture of a tractor in the middle of the field from a newspaper cutting, <laughs> and it's, that's why we're laughing. Uh, and Sean, Sean, Sean Bob was about a farm at time. And you, you want to read what he rewrites. He said it's unprofessional, they should be reported in this time. I said, but the clutch went. The clutch went on the tractor. We couldn't get it off. So I said, so short come back. I said, well, why couldn't you just push it off? <laughs> anyway, we got away with that. Oh, brilliant. So Friday, so Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon, uh, fair play to Phil Rex, who, who's done a little bit of sponsorship for me down there. Uh, he organised a coach trip. We're, we're going up on the Friday. We're hotel stay. We do the beach walk in the morning. You know, yeah. the old build up to the game. Probably three and a half, four thousand people there, and they were buzzing. And well, to be fair, we were so short on on squad. Grant he came up as a sub because he was signed on. And Del Pete, Del Peckham came up, and I think we had one other on the bench. We go two 0 up. And we are absolutely brilliant. It probably, from a team effort, it was the most fantastic experience I ever had. And that was for everything we did at Briz. And uh, we come off and uh, we won 2 0. Everyone's buzzing, Gordy. So what Gordy started doing, they had an open tunnel that got you through to the dressing rooms, got in the tunnel, and the, you know, the crowds were either side of it, Gordy. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're trying to clamber up the cars. We all want to run into the dressing room on the door. <laughs> and now, uh, you know, you, you can imagine. Inciting a riot. <laughs> but you can imagine the feel in the club afterwards, you know, it was just, it was just tremendous. It was just such a buzz. Went into London, had a good night, got home in early hours in the morning. Um, and that probably epitomised what we had achieved down there. Yeah. And then ultimately, Fred, Fred Arbrow, God bless his soul, um, phoned me up and said, look, we're in trouble. We're, we're looking like not surviving here. Uh, would you come back? In hindsight, that was probably the worst thing I'd done. Mm -hmm. I never really had the feel again. But I had probably moved on a generation of players that 
it was so difficult then to sort of get it back again. And literally, and Jeff had, Jeff had confirmed me on this, I was driving up to a match, just a Saturday match, didn't say anything to Christine, I just drove up on my own, decided on that drive, on that half hour drive, uh, didn't want to do it again. Went in, seen Fred, said, look, I've had enough, no commitment anymore. And it was really the lack of commitment. You know, I'd set up training sessions, it'd just be me and one other, you know? Yeah. Um, so I pulled Jeff Meach um, and said, look, Jeff, do you want to take it over? As of now. And uh, he said, yeah, love to for reasons unbeknown that he just wanted to play, really. But uh, he took... <laughs> yeah, and he, and he, yeah, that's right. And, uh, and there, there were reasons for that as well. But, he, you know, and he, he picked up and he said, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it. And fair play to him, he kept it going. I, yeah. The reason I asked Jeff, because I knew he was the right person to keep it going the way it was. And yeah. um, he'd done a fantastic job there. And, and you mentioned Fred Arbwell, you know, like... Fred was the junior section, wasn't he? And yeah. and, and he helped amalgamate that junior yes, section yes, in, into into the thing. Yeah. Um, and that's where the likes of Craig and Lee come in because we then adopted Witchurch under 16s, yeah. who had some very very good young players in there, to become our youth stroke. Uh, they they went into the flooded league and this that and the other, and it was a transition then where we came from 16s all the way up through. And uh, so difficult to set up. Nobody, we, people wouldn't do it now, Tom. Yeah. People wouldn't do it. And Fred just had a love for the club. Yeah. Oh, he's a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. God rest his soul. So, yeah, um, absolutely no regrets. Um, and love me golf now. Um, and watch the city from his sins. Well, I was going to bring it up, Jane, because on, yeah. how are things down the city ground at the moment? <laughs> If you'd asked me that about three or four weeks ago, I would say there are some green shoots coming up. Oh, right. Uh, only by virtue of that he's been bold enough to play the youngsters. And there are some very good youngsters down there. Yeah. Alex Scott, uh, Masengo, uh, Pring, Tanner. They're, they're becoming very good Championship League players. Right. So the word on the street is some of them might be sold? Yeah, it's what they do, isn't it? It's what they do. Surely it's time to build a team, isn't it? Yeah, you said that with the likes of Kelly, didn't you? Lloyd Kelly or, you know, uh, Webster. Yeah, but that, that's that's happened, and but surely it's not the money situation, is it? Well, he's got enough money to yeah bail anybody out, and he bails them out every season anyway. But I think is. It's part and parcel of maybe a payback of the um, amount of money that they plunge into the academies yeah. now. Um, and they are starting to get some results out of that academy. So I think they may look at it as a little bit of trading, trading off to maybe put more money into certain areas. But the stadium is fantastic, Tom. Oh, yeah. You know, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the revenue that they gain outside of the football with the conferences and the sort of after after speech dinners that well, they I went did. to Fulham the other week and City is it's far, far better. They've had a new stand. They've had a new stand, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. Like, no, nowhere near like Bristol City, isn't it? No. And a lot of the grounds you go to, like, like cities, it's right up there, right? It is, mate, yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't miss many games, do you? No, no. We got box down there as as a as oh, a company. Oh, yeah. But we, we, we sponsored them about 
three or four years ago, and then uh, we got gazumped by Dunder, and uh, that part and parcel of the deal was that we kept we kept the, the box for another three or four years, I think. But uh, no, I still enjoy it. And there, I you know, like I say, I I've seen shoots. Eh? It's frustrating, though, isn't it? Oh, isn't it ever, oh. mate? Yeah, you almost know. There's a sting at the end of every game. Oh, how many times, you know? Jane? They lost the leader. It's got to be a, it's got to be a mental thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think it's a physical thing. I think it's I think it's a mental thing that is going to be finally hard to get out of. You know, I think he's threatening now. It needs a clear out. Mm. I think you know, or a year ago. Yeah. I think his job's under threat. But he is, he is clear now. I mean, he's made it clear he wants a few. <laughs> yes. I, I don't. He, he, uh, from what I can gather, I, he thinks they're not fit enough. No, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then obviously tiredness can cause fatigue. Lack of concentration. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. But so you're in a far better place than the yeah. gas. Right. So <laughs> I don't know why I asked the question. Yeah. Really. <laughs> well, if they keep it, they're going to keep the manager. Yeah. Well, who's going to visit him then? He's got. <laughs> he got away with the last one. <laughs> he did. He had to get away with this, right? Yeah. 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 We'll see. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, only finally, uh, just a massive thank you to Christine for supporting me and. Uh, How long you been together? Suffering me my, through my old career. Um, let me think, mate. Fifty-two years now. That's, yeah. yeah. Fair play. Yeah. She's the biggest medal in the world, I yeah. so. Fair play. Well, she was stupid enough to come and pick you up every bloody day. I've never done that before with anybody of mine. Well, when you say I, used to, I used to drive out to Long Ashton every Saturday lunchtime, pick him up, he have as many beers he wanted after the game. Well, that's the old song, wouldn't it? You said there's no money, but there's a few beers. Yeah. So take the most of it. <laughs> a few is in the three, David. <laughs> And then we drop it back home. Yeah, yeah fair play. Taxi! <laughs> I should cook a dinner in between. <laughs> <laughs> and you were worth it, mate. Yeah, you were worth Jamie it. Jamie Zuber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's about it, mate, I think. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, yeah, mate. Nice yeah, nice great, great to listen yeah, and, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. No, it's, a, it's a nice to listen to the other podcasts where I've probably managed most of them in all yeah. juries, but it is just. Nice to hear the other side of the yeah. coin, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it's uh, no regrets whatsoever. Good. Enjoyed every single moment yeah. right into the death. And uh, you know, you moved on now. So yeah. and, you know, I think um, I think on your podcast with Jay, you know, would you? I think he asked you, would you go back into management now? I wouldn't even think. I wouldn't even contemplate it now. Yeah. I wouldn't. No, I think there's a commitment problem, and we did, we we said it week after week on the podcast, and. Um, you know, there there is a commitment. There's other things that these people want to do. You've yeah. more than your time there, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, without a shadow yeah. of a doubt, Dave. With, yeah. with tremendous success. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, with I'm, tremendous I'm proud of what I've done. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I really am. Yes. But, uh, you don't do that without the support of your family and no. people around you. And it, it's who you surround yourself with. And people within your the club. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That are still with us yeah. and have, have left us. Yeah. I think you give them all a good mention as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, thanks very much. Take care, buddy. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Cheers.